0: You're listening to the Spain and Fitz podcast.
1: It's Spain and Fitz. Well, definitely Spain. We're a little worried about Fitz. He sneezed at least 32 times during that commercial break. Are you okay? I I think so. We'll see. You
2: know, I I feel like... The last couple of nights I've been in studio. For whatever reason, I get a little sniffly when I'm in here. Then I start sneezing, and then this happens. And so you're you crying
1: know. about the end of our show.
2: Uh, I am, yeah, I am. It's it, it's uh it's attacking me, and and now it's like an allergy. It's like I just can't stop sneezing and <laughs> you're crying. allergic to the end. I'm allergic to I'm allergic to to closure at this point. You know that that's what um I'm, I'm, no, but listen, like now I'm sniffling. We never know what's going to happen. So if I disappear for a minute, it just means that I'm having a sneezel attack, and that's okay.
1: You know. I'm sorry. What
2: a sneezel attack. I'm sorry, what? A Sneasel attack. No. Look, you Uh, work with a grown man that says tinkle every time he pees. Like, of course I Sneasel. Cooter
1: boards to Sneasels.
2: There you go. Things are going. You can tell I'm in full Grinch mode at this point. I've got all the Dr. Seussisms.
1: All right, let's bring in Charles McDonald from Yahoo, Yahoo NFL writer. We're going to see what he thinks about cooter boards. Charles, are you okay with shortening charcuterie boards to cooter boards? Come
0: on, stick with me on this one, buddy. Um. I mean, at a Friendsgiving, sure. Not yes. at a Thanksgiving, Not I'm going to be around family. my family. I, I feel yeah. like that, that's fair. But wait, look, did you say that you say tinkle still?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Said, no, yeah. I I say yeah. tinkle every time. Like I look, I've got the bladder of a small child, and so about I don't know, in a two-hour I mean, show, same, five times I, I get up. I don't say tinkle. Oh yeah, no, I proudly announce <laughs> it. I'm like, hey guys, got a tinkle. Be right back. It's just a thing. it look. Giannis said he tinkles, right? So I'm
1: basically the Giannis yeah, at you guys ESPN. The same. You
2: guys are oh, okay. Absolutely, the me same. and Giannis cut from just the same a, just a, cloth. Three or
1: four feet of man short of one Giannis. Five nine, one sixty-five. A Giannis power right here. <laughs> uh, Charles, let's talk about Zach Wilson. Do you think there's any way this helps Zach Wilson? This forced rest and uh, a reevaluation of the effort he's putting in and and the outcome.
0: Yeah, i i, I think that uh i think that this can help him because. You know, sometimes you just need someone to tell you, uh, that, especially when you're younger. I think this can be the case. You just need someone to tell you that, hey, the way that things are going for you right now is just uh, kind of not acceptable, and uh, you kind of need to to take a step back and and figure your uh, your your crap out. <laughs> uh, almost almost did a big curse on the on the on the on the yeah. radio, but. Uh, you know, sometimes you need to take a step back, and I think that that is probably the best case for uh, Zach Wilson. And the truth is, like this season has gone well enough for the Jets, where it can't just be about Zach Wilson uh, and his development, because that's just it's frankly the players and uh, coaches that have put in a lot of work to uh, to be a playoff caliber team this year. I mean, we were sitting in the, the in the playoff standings before they lost to. Uh, The Patriots this past week. Now they're the eighth seed, so you know they're tied with the Bengals, so they're still uh, they're they're still firmly in the playoff race. But you know you can't be in a situation you're having like elite elite cornerback play from Saucar and Quinnie Williams is turning back on the entire defense is playing well. Uh, We know that they have some good receivers and just to tank the entire season on Zach Wilson. So you know, look they're, they're in a they're in a tough spot because I don't think that someone like Mike White is the answer either, but Uh, if things are going to get back on uh, the right track for Zach Wilson on the field and off the field, uh, I think they just kind of need to to pull him real quick because quite honestly, like how he played on on Sunday – uh, it, it wasn't even like backup caliber cal- cal- right. play. It, it I was, liked your line, you know, and I've it repeated
1: was, it a lot. Prove to me you've seen a football. Yeah. Was your <laughs> <Yeah>. summation yeah. <laughs> of that game, which I really appreciated.
0: <laughs> it, it was crazy. I mean, he he was skipping passes like like I, Look, I, I coached some JV football all my time, uh, and some of the passes he was throwing like that's what you see from like ninth graders. So uh, I I don't really understand how he even considered having an attitude after that game. I know that losing sucks. I know that. You know, failing and having a bad game against the Patriots again sucks. But at the same time, when you throw for seventy yards and your net passing output comes out to like forty-four yards for an entire game of football, uh, and someone asks you, "Did you like put the defense in a bad spot?" You can't say no to that because you obviously did, uh, and you have to eat it and to be defined about that. Just kind of. I, I I don't. It, it definitely rubs some guys in the locker room in the wrong way.
2: All right, so Charles, let's double down on the grief being felt by New York sports fans, and then move on to the Giants. They play the Cowboys. Devin, our producer, is a massive Giants fan. He keeps pointing out that the Giants will be without four of their offensive linemen who started all at one point this year. Like there are there are injuries abound for the Giants. So how do they actually win this football game?
0: Uh I don't think they get close, honestly. Uh, But if there is a way for them to win this game, I mean, you just got to hand it off to Saquon Barkley a million times and pray that he can get something done because uh, this is arguably the best pass rush in football, like not even just Michael Parsons, but like the whole cast of crews, uh, whole cast of characters that they have is, uh, it's really one of the deepest pass rushes of football. So if you're going to be missing a bunch of offensive linemen, uh, I I think that dropping Danny Jones back a bunch of times is probably gonna be tough. But you know, maybe if you can figure out a way to run the ball or maybe make things easier to say calm by getting Daniel Jones involved in the run game you can pull off an upset. But like they they were at home against the Cooper Rush Cowboys last time, couldn't get it done and since Dak has gotten back, uh they've looked like one of the best teams in, in all of football. So uh, I, I think that you know you look at the line in this game, and it's funny because these teams are both seven and three, but the Cowboys are favored by ten points. So I think mm. that's kind of where uh, the Giants have been this season. They've they've won a lot of one score games, and they've had a lot of nice efforts. But I think when you look at the, the totality of their roster, uh, they they're not really all that comparable to where the Cowboys are right now.
1: Spain and Fitz, Sarah Spain, Jason Fitz, talking to Charles McDonald. You can follow him at 4Verts and read his work on Yahoo NFL. Um, The NFC has a lot of people talking and maybe shaking up their power rankings. How would you rank the top three teams in the NFC right now?
0: In the NFC? um, I mean, to me, I I, I guess it's it's Philadelphia. Uh, I think when you look at that, The defense is still outstanding. I mean, they might, they probably have the best cornerback duo in the league this year with how Darius Slay and James Bradbury are playing. And hopefully they can get Jordan Davis back on the field at some point to help fix that run defense. But uh, when you look at how, how, just how good they are front to back, I think Philadelphia still has to be the top team. Uh, Second, I think I'll go with San Francisco. Um, I I know they they kind of got off, they've had a weird season where I think they've kind of uh, definitely underplayed how talented they are as a whole. I mean, this this is a team that went to Atlanta and lost by two touchdowns. I know they had some guys guys out, but uh I, I feel very confident saying that the 49ers are a significantly better team than the Falcons. But uh they've had some bad flip ups this season. They also lost to Denver in a in a one point loss too. So uh but I, I think when you look at, at at the 49ers, just offense, defense, they've got a whole lot of talent on both sides of the ball. And I think you know these past three games where you have two blowouts, one against the Rams, one against the Cardinals. Uh, that's probably closer to who they actually are. And I, I, I would expect them to, uh, to end up winning the NFC West and be you know, one of these teams that's a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And then uh, behind San Francisco, I would go with Dallas, even though I, I think they're, they're pretty close just with how Dak is playing. But uh, I, I think when you look at the 49ers defense and really how good they are at every level – um, I, I would give the edge to them, uh, but like I said, with how Dak Prescott's playing, the Cowboys are absolutely a Super Bowl contender. And in, in a year like where the NFC is is, is fairly weak, I mean, I, I would I would personally be pretty stunned if uh, one of those three teams wasn't repre- representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. So you know, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Dallas, those are like the Titans of the NFC this year. And then you you know you have Tampa Bay that's kind of looking like. Maybe they can start looking like a real football team again. Uh, they should have a, a home playoff game because the NFC South is crap, but uh, out, outside of those three teams, I am not really. A, a, I don't think I'd really be afraid of anyone in the NFC playoff race.
2: Charles, real quick then before we let you go. On the AFC side, the East right now, we've got Miami and Buffalo tied. Uh, who's the best team in that division in your mind?
0: Uh, I would go Buffalo just because I think their defense is a lot better. Uh, it's more complete, even though – you know, Buffalo, they, they, they've they had some weird flip-ups in the past couple of weeks. I mean, <laughs> it, it's crazy to think that this Jets team, the, the same Jets team we saw on Sunday beat, uh, beat Buffalo, and the same Vikings team that we saw just get absolutely blasted by Dallas also beat Buffalo. So, uh, But, you know, I think both of those games are weird when you go back and look at it again, and uh, they should still be considered one of the best teams in all of football. Uh, they have a way higher point differential than... Uh, than where the, uh, the the Dolphins are now. Even at 7 and 3, and with the losses that they've had, the, the Bills, uh, they're still at a 107 point differential uh, for the season, and the Dolphins are at 11. So, you know, I, I think when you look at Buffalo's season from start to finish, they're. I I, I know it's, it's, it feels crazy to say with how they've played over the past month, but I still think they're the most complete team in football. Uh, and I think they're they're better than the Dolphins. And hopefully uh, I'll be right on that. I don't look stupid. So 2-0-9 doesn't come after me when they play uh, in a few weeks.
1: You know they will either yeah. way. They yeah. always do. Yeah. Uh, Charles, thanks for the time. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Thank you, my friend.
0: All right, you too. Bye, guys.
1: Charles McDonald, Yahoo NFL writer. You can follow him at 4Verts. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Coming up, so many stories, so little time. Quickies, next.
0: Spain and Fitz, the podcast.
2: Spain and Fitz on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Sarah Spain, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody as we get into Thanksgiving Eve want to especially give Devin, producer extraordinaire, a shout-out on the show for the great work that he does every single night, making sure that we're awesome. Sarah, I think it's important to note when people do things really well because Devin is having a great night. You know, Devin is uh, doing everything you could possibly ask. There are <laughs> two people working on the show right now behind the scenes, Devin and Nick, and I can't say enough positive things about Devin Ditto. and Devin what he great. brings. You know, I'm thankful for it Devin. It almost
1: feels like he's alone back there,
2: though. I, you know, it, it feels like he's carrying the weight of, of the whole Maybe show not
1: even so much alone as like dragging a weight behind him whose mistakes he continually fixes I agree
2: yeah I mean devin is devin's the uncle that you love coming into the room at Thanksgiving and then Nick he's here all right so yeah. uh there he's, we, uh, we oh.
0: cousin Eddie. <laughs>
2: You know what? Don't don't get your eye on that. We're taking save it with us when we leave me next month. Save some of the neck, Clark. Oh, you serious, Clark? All right. We can quote Christmas vacation all day long, but that's for Friday's show. All right. We've got a ton of stories to get into, so we're going to do it the way only this show can. Quickies!
0: Quickies with Spain and Fitz. We get in and out of topics fast.
2: I love immediate karma. Like There are just certain moments where... You know, I, I want to see the person that was rude in, in the grocery store. I want to see the the cart hit their car on the mm. way out. Like, I don't want to have mm-hmm. to wait a week for karma. And last night, the NBA was the game that kept giving Sarah as Ja Morant, with 3.9 seconds left, walks up to Malik Monk at the free throw line of the Kings, tells him in a game that was 109-108, says, don't miss three times. Monk makes both. Everything goes swimmingly. Ooh. Well, then Ja goes to the line with the chance to tie the game misses kings win i love
1: it wow instant karma as john lennon would say uh, right uh, and then when he would say we all shine on he really just means the kings because they continue to win and john moran Ooh! that's a tough one you can see him on the replays you could see his mouth saying don't miss don't miss don't miss as the free throws are sunk and then you could see his heart as it sunk when he uh, misses his Uh, yeah instant karma good stuff
2: I also love the playground vibe of that like I just feel like anybody that's ever played any playground basketball has done that exact thing and then it it comes back
1: it made me think of it actually I was listening to a really great JJ Redick Pablo Torre ESPN Daily from yesterday about mental health and mental toughness in sport and JJ was talking about how he sort of fed off of it sometimes and how he didn't let the haters get to him they kind of made him want to play better it reminded me in high school there was this one team that was our rival and the opposing fans really didn't like me so they would talk smack and I got up to the free throw line and they were all yelling and miss it airball and I made the first and gave them the like old school snap over the shoulder with like the head wiggle and then I was like oh no I have to make the second (laughs) right like this is the terror of you can't give them the like the hey and then but thankfully I I did in fact make the second Uh, so no karma for me just swag
2: yeah, no no karma for Ja. Uh well, karma for Ja, no swag yeah. for him. Let's go to the next story. Quickies. This involves your quarterback Justin Fields. We get mm-hmm. we get these updates constantly on what's going on with his shoulders. If you weren't paying attention a couple of days ago, it went from maybe he's a little banged up to maybe he's day to day to could be the rest of the year. We have no idea. Well, we now found find out that he has a separated left shoulder so obviously when you start talking about injuries and and pain management particularly uh, he is dealing with an injury to a joint in his left shoulder that I will not try and pronounce uh, is going to elevate how evaluate I should say how he feels later this week before determining if he's going to play against the Jets kind of a worst case scenario but at least we're getting more information
1: It's not worst case because there was a feeling that it was dislocated, which would be a more serious injury. The AC joint is less serious and something that he could recover from more quickly. I I really don't want him to play. Uh, I don't think there's any reason for him to play. You want to let him come back and practice at a limited level, but make sure you've got Trevor Simeons doing the work with the first teamers. Okay, but you don't need to send him into battle on a season that's all about his development and not about wins. If you need to take an L this weekend, fine. Focus on getting him healthy. And when he's 100%, put him back in. There's still a lot of developing to do, but don't do it if you could risk worse injury.
2: Yeah, the quote, it's a separated shoulder with partially torn ligaments, basically like an AC joint. That's my understanding of it. My God, the toughness of these guys is just absolutely crazy. Let's go to the next story. Quickies. This one is a serious one. As we all remember just a few weeks ago, Michigan, Michigan State, there was a brawl in the tunnel after the game. Uh, And for anyone that's not familiar, there is only one tunnel at that stadium in Michigan And both teams have to go down the same tunnel. They've had a couple of incidences this year, uh, which is unusual. That's not something that we're used to seeing. But this one with Michigan State was bad, particularly as they were going Mm -hmm. into the tunnel. One of the players that was sent to the locker room before the rest of his team because of an evaluation injury was in the situation where he was around the entire team. They thought that he was uh, trash-talking. It got ugly. And now seven Michigan State football players, seven are being charged with crime stemming from the assault on two different players in the tunnel after they played on October 29th. So defensive back, uh, it's uh, Kerry Crump, is being charged with felonious assault after the mm-hmm. video was released showing Crump striking German, uh, German Green with his helmet. Defensive end Jacoby Windman, also shown in the video, is charged with one count of assault and battery. A lot of different levels of assault in these charges, but the most important one is Crump with felonious assault.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you watch the video, it's really horrific. And, uh, you know, I actually saw a video yesterday posted uh, after a Chargers game, I can't remember which game it was, of fans fighting and one throws the other over the side of a bridge. Thankfully, it was only about a story high down to some stairs below and the person who was thrown looked injured but not terrifically so. And it just uh, reminds you once again that some of the sort of toxicity of sport that we – No happens pre during and post game can devolve into things that are we say this in sport a lot fits like that would be assault on the street when someone does something to someone on a court in this case it was and i'm i i don't wish ill will upon young men who are needing to figure this stuff out but you got to have people be accountable for stuff like this. You can't just say, well, we just played a football game where I was allowed to tackle you. So now when you come out into the tunnel after the game is over and we're outside the lines, I can physically assault you. Um, it was really, and he could have been very seriously injured, if not killed. So uh, I'm glad that they're actually holding them accountable and not kind of shrugging and saying it's sports. And
2: by the way, Green was put in concussion protocol, according to his father, who told ESPN the family plans to pursue charges against those involved in the altercation. We know that the charges were filed after an investigation conducted by the University of Michigan Department of Public Safety. One thing that is interesting, the seven players involved in this skirmish have been suspended, but they have not been taken off the team yet. So we'll see Hmm. now that we have this, what happens one more real quick one quickies. Uh, So everybody knows Bryce Harper has undergone elbow surgery and at this point, it looks like he could be expected to return as a hitter only, but not until the All-Star break wow. could return to playing right field by the end of the regular season. So Tommy John surgery going to end uh, a lot of the hopes for Bryce Harper next year.
1: Yeah, agreed. It was uh, Tommy John surgery. Sometimes they come back better, so fingers crossed.
2: Here, hopefully. We got three big NFL matchups Thanksgiving tomorrow. We'll get you ready for them next. Spain and Fitz.
0: Spain and Fitz, the podcast.
1: Ah. Uh... That's nice. We were just talking about my firstborn's birthday. My firstborn dog, (laughs) Fletch, turned 11 yesterday. Let's go. Yeah, Fletch is so spoiled. He got birthday photos, birthday videos. He got birthday uh, little cake with a candle last night. Today he got a little pup cup from Starbucks. Oh, those are the best. He is a very spoiled dog. Yeah, the, uh, the the
2: pup cup is like a the pup cup is a delight because like I know I can just say like to Annabelle and be like Hey, you want to go get a pup cup?" and she will run to the back of the car yeah, yeah. and just sit there and like tail wagging. She she knows it. At this it's point.
1: also very cute to watch them eat it because they get like little specks of the whipped cream all over their face. Oh god, yeah. Totes adorbs. It's Spain and Fitz. Sarah Spain, Jason Fitz, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel eighty. Happy Blackout Wednesday to those who celebrate. We are not celebrating blacking out. We are celebrating the uh, opportunity to spend an evening with friends uh, and sleep in the next day because you're not working; you're just eating. Uh, and I don't know. Are you? You're gonna hit hit up uh, what's your place? J P Tim's. Uh, J
2: Tim's. No, I got. See, J. I got to work. I got. I got. Uh, I, I got Snapchat tonight after the show. So, which we filmed tonight and airs tomorrow. So, I'm actually oh. technically on the Thanksgiving edition. Of Snapchat, so I I maintained my cool professionalism. Tomorrow for Snapchat, though, I've got a full Grinch outfit that I'm ready for oh. that will for for the Friday edition of Snapchat. Like,
1: and I mean, that is to sort of fully usher in the Christmas season. No,
2: yeah, yeah. Like you know, for anyone that's been telling me I've got a whole pack, I got a full Grinch costume. So you know, okay. For, for an all, like Reebok has these Grinch furry Grinch pumps. Ooh. Like you know me, I'm cheap, right? But I saw them the other day, and they were like 200 bucks. And it is the closest I've, I didn't buy them. I'm not. Like, right, I'm not, of course not. not a savage, but $200 for, for a pair of shoes is too much, but it is the most, like, I look at them every day on my phone. I'm like, I should, I should, I you should. You know what shoes would
1: look great with your Grinchy outfit uh, that are not uh, furry, but oh. they do have that sort of neon green vibe is uh, Stewie's Pumas, Brianna Stewart's Pumas. Oh yeah. They're, they're like that they're like neon Seattle storm green, yes. yellow green. That'd be good. Be I'm good. all in on those. Those are yeah. those are
2: like any of the obnoxious colored. Like, I love the neon colors. Yeah. I've been
1: into those for a while. Uh, now we got on a tangent because of your Grinch outfit. Uh, we have been talking to the good folks on Twitter and at home about a variety of Thanksgiving related things. And I want to I want to share with you some of their answers. People were very upset that anyone could possibly ever eat Thanksgiving before noon. Just one point four percent of people said before noon. And uh, a terrible 4.9% said 6 p.m. or later. Ooh. Waiting until 6 p.m. for your Thanksgiving meal is atrocity, an atrocity or atrocious. Either one of those. Uh, the most common, 12 to 3, 49.8. And right behind it, 3 to 6, 43.9. I'm right at the 3 p.m. That's my spot.
2: I mean, the 3 p.m. one kind of makes sense. You know, do you have to time it in between? Like, are you worried about when one game ends and when the next game starts? Or is it all such a a like smorgasbord of sound that it doesn't? Yeah, matter?
1: what I would suggest to anyone who wants to be living at the conclusion of the day is not to tell someone that's been in the kitchen for hours perfecting the meal. Yeah, not quite yet. There uh, there's a final drive here. I think you just have to set up your DVR if you miss something and head in for the meal because there's going to be some very angry people with a full bird. Yeah, most uh, people, I, I don't, don't want to
2: say most people, but a lot of people at this point definitely have like TVs in the kitchen, right? So I feel like you can just have mm. the game on. Do you not? No,
1: no TV in the kitchen? No. Well, you're eating in the kitchen or the dining room?
2: Well, I, okay. So my kitchen and dining room have a cutout, like they're sort of right. like open floor one, plan. Yeah, it's like uh-huh. one big right. sort of area. So
1: we do not watch the game while we're eating. We focus on the meal and ourselves and what we're thankful for, and then we return to the sporting
2: okay I, I I mean I respect that that seems really really nice I'm just not thankful for enough stuff to, to actually like hold That's me through true. That. so like yeah. that would you know Annabelle like, doesn't mind yeah. if you
1: watch TV while you're eating so yeah. you're good I mean yeah. she's gonna cl-
2: climb up on the bit like on a <laughs> yeah. seat next to the table That's and right. just rest her head there and be like will Dude.
1: she be eating your cooter plate is the question uh, uh, uh we did ask that question as well Jason is trying to make Cooter happen he thinks charcuterie boards should be called cooter boards <laughs>
2: I'm not the only and one it turns out there's a whole Cooter board family out there I can't wait for it
1: uh, we got some good responses to that uh, The number one response being that no 76.5% said cooter board will not catch on uh but at Hogue smash said i'm picturing like lunchables on a dixie which is great I, yes <laughs> like, like the southern cooter board is not a nice wooden cheese board with an array of toppings but rather lunchables on a dixie plate yeah no i'm in for
2: like it's also it, it has a fried element to it because it's a southern like okay so like some of the it's meats are Ritz, just going to be randomly fried for Ritz. no good reason
1: Cheese Whiz oh, yeah. and bacon. <laughs> okay, well, let's not. <laughs> no, beef jerky. Beef I, I, jerky, Ritz, and Cheese Whiz. That's I, your cooter board. There's
2: something on that. T- on there, I guarantee you, on that board somewhere is something that's just called cheese product. Like it's Ew, not an actual cheese. With che- a Z. Yeah. With it's a Z. Cheese when product. it's not real
1: cheese, they have to use a Z. Uh, also, Gail. Oh, sweet Gail. She wrote, You do know that cooter is a term for a female reproductive part, unless Google is lying to me. Oh no, Gail. Uh, that's the point. But it's also <laughs> a very common
2: southern nickname. Like you know, yeah. I mean yeah. I mean and lo- look at real our brethren, name, Jim like, Bob Cooter. Uh, look at our our, our brothers, uh, you know, brothers and sisters on the network. We got uh, Marty and McGee, Cooter the Roosters, their official mascot. Right. That's true. Uh, Jim
1: Rooster. Bob Cooter. Oh yeah. Football coach. Yeah. You know yeah. there's there was a cooter on Thirty Rock. There's 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 a lot of there's a lot of cooters out there, but <laughs> uh, not a lot of cooter boards. Uh, we also asked people in honor of Rivalry Week rankings and pass rush win rate, what are the toughest phrases to say in sports? Uh, at Brohim nailed it. Russell Westbrook. Like when you're looking at it, it's fine, but when you're just in conversation and you're like another triple double for Russell Westbrook, it's hard to say.
2: Yeah, I also liked, we got a tweet that said uh, a bunch of us mess up verses and say verse because yeah. a verse is in a song, which I totally agree with. I just never thought about the fact that I think I do that sometimes. I
1: I think we're saying VS period when we say verse.
2: Yeah, I think I, I always right. Think right? We're, we're just, just like yeah.
1: shortening it. And it, and I think that's so, kind of been allowed at this point. Uh, Wes Lauer wrote Bulging Disc. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Steve Levy certainly agrees that that is a tough one to say. Uh, Bulging Disc reminded me of another one that often gets said quickly. In fact, Mina just did this on our show the other night, and she so deftly moved on that I didn't have time to to make fun of her for it. Uh, Lots of success. A lot of people end up saying lots of sex.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Lots you have of to, sex. Success is one that you have to just be very mm-hmm. intentional with, especially slow. like I feel weird about that one if I'm working with, and I'm very lucky at this company, as I've said, you know, for years with you. I have worked with some of the most incredibly intelligent and knowledgeable and just all around badass women at this company. But when I make that slip up and I'm sitting on set <laughs> and I'm looking at them and I'm like, well, it's all about the sex of the, okay, I feel Whoop, really weird now. Whoops, you know, like a- you just got to slow
1: down on success. I like how that makes you feel weird, but you'll just say cooter board right to my face. Yeah, because cooter board no is all hesitation. about southerism. Like, that, that, yes, we're talking about <laughs> two very different things. And you'll tell me that you love a nice 13-year-aged... Cheddar. Cheddar. Cheddar, with, with, cheddar yep, is cheddar. what you said. Cheddar. Uh, yeah. uh, the other one is uh, is uh, actually a classic... Um, that was on the Levitard sh- show, um, Vin Scully recalled one of his early broadcasts where he tried to say, hot shot, hit, foul. Nope, not and that a is chance. not what came out of his mouth. Uh, it's Spain and Fitz, Sarah Spain, Jason Fitz we're talking about Thanksgiving tomorrow. Some of the questions that we've asked you on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Uh, we asked after, uh, my podcast guest this week said his favorite Thanksgiving side is creamed onions. Something I had never heard of. We asked what some of the weirdest things you've seen on a Thanksgiving table. Uh, born analog said grandma hosted. So it was always fresh Polish sausage, cabbage rolls, biscuits, ham, asparagus with cheese sauce and fried cracker crumbs and a bunch of pickled stuff. No turkey. Hmm. Every holiday meal was like that. Interesting. Um, turkey gizzards i think those are common but weird uh sauerkraut lost in bemore city said some sort of tradition in baltimore now that we no longer live there i can call it out oh apparently he was scared to call it out while in the confines of baltimore uh tom schuster says rutabaga i don't think i know what a rutabaga looks like
2: i don't know what it looks like either so i think it's
1: red it's like a root vegetable kind of vibe i mean it's a vegetable
2: so like half the people aren't eating that on thanksgiving you are the exception i eat a lot of vegetables on
1: thanksgiving uh eric the rural juror which by the way is also one of my favorite difficult things to say shout out 30 rock Uh, my italian cousins always served ravioli before we had the turkey i was never quite sure if it was a tradition or a compromise
2: I mean, that just seems like that's so are you homemade homemade ravioli. That seems like that's really difficult. Are a you lot, just like yeah. buying frozen ravioli and throwing that out for Thanksgiving. Like, I don't, I don't really know. And then what's in the ravioli? Is it like a cheese ravioli, or is it like? A yeah, meat I mean, ravioli? I can
1: see like if you did like a butternut squash and sage, it would at least have the elements of a Thanksgiving meal. Right. might fit there uh, with a reg- with like a red sauce. That's weird. Uh, the weirdest of all. Uh, shout out to Claire Henry with the big winner: spaghetti with pig's feet. Okay, nope, I'm out. You know, yeah, done. I'm not sure why you're doing that. Um, like I said, in Wisconsin, they have a thing called the cannibal sandwich: raw hamburger meat, ground beef with raw onions on it, and sometimes they put it on a piece of white bread. And that's by choice. And then like, they take their salmonella straight to the ER
2: because they they because they want to eat it because it tastes delicious or apparently. because it's okay.
1: And then and they probably go out to their yard and drink straight out of the cow's teat.
2: Oh that is just
1: unprocessed milk.
2: That is you know no you're washing far. that that much like raw stuff you are definitely raw, washing yeah. washing down with the beer that you that, like you thought Blatt's, you'd only be no it's Schlitz, like yeah it's a no it's milwaukee's college best. yeah it's the beast yeah milwaukee's <laughs> best beast. all day. it's a, it's a college beer that you're like I'll oh, I'll grow I'll grow this someday that's yeah. what you're drinking when you you definitely
1: Last night uh circling back to the start of this segment someone called out that my dog's birthday cake with the candle was on a blats tray no oh, <laughs> i was it. like that's a wisconsin husband for you we've got a blatz <laughs> platter in our house uh it's made also it fits hard there, to spain. Say. that's right a blatz platter blatz platter uh we uh have some ground to make up in our espn pick them challenge everybody guys. else we is cheating slid down the rankings uh we're gonna get into it next
0: spain and fits the podcast
1: ah
2: oh, we've hit a new low point spain and fits on espn radio yeah. the espn app series xm channel lady Apparently, there's an opinion that Creed was the best halftime Thanksgiving Day performance of all hmm. time.
0: An opinion.
1: Was it the only one?
2: I can't think of any, but it like you could seriously give me uh, Disney on Ice at halftime, and I would take it over Creed. Let me go. Like just give me and people in puppets on skates. I would take over Creed. She's Sarah Spade. I'm Jason Fitz. Spade and Fitz on ESPN radio. Uh, look, we've been, uh, we're getting our butts kicked, uh, but we are going to continue the fight throughout the entire thing because, you know, everybody else is obviously cheating. It is time for the radio. Pick them challenge.
0: It's a team, man. It's a team. One guy
2: can't do it. It takes all of them.
0: ESPN radios. Pick them challenge.
2: You guys know the drill. We picked three games against all the other shows. Uh, at this point, can neither confirm nor deny whether Freddie and Fitzsimmons are on like HGH or something. I don't know. Yeah. They're 19-12-2. Greeny, 18-13-2. But we all know that's really Hembo because Greeny ain't making them picks. Keyshawn Jay Willemax, 15-16-2. And, and then the rest of the shows, 14-17-2. We got a little ground to make up, Sarah. But this is the week we're going to get it right. It is? No, probably not.
1: Whose pick whose pick is it?
2: I, I think it's yours. don't know. Oh, I, I can't say that Terrified. with any definitive. I, like, I don't
1: remember. I think remember. you're right. I, I think you're right. And last week, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, we both went one and, or two and one, I think. One and two. One, one and two. Oh, uh, yeah. one and, one and two. two. Yeah. That's unfortunate. All right. Uh, all right. I will step up, and uh, I will send us to a 3-0 and week. Sure. Let's pick out the first game.
2: <laughs> wow, Nick. Nick.
1: Wow. Nick. Nick!
2: This is unbelievable. Nick. This is unbelievable. All right, let me do it. Giants at Cowboys. Oh, my wow. God. This is what we're doing now. Wow, this is Nick. what we're doing. Nick. Nick. Nick is
1: already on vacation. Nick. Uh, all right, here's the thing. I appreciate Chris Canty trying to make this more interesting for us by giving us the strategy behind how the Giants might be able to win this. I think if they do have a strong run game, uh, they'll make it a little interesting for a while. But... Uh, wow wow just right in the middle of talking just way too late what a disaster uh yeah cowboys are ranked 26th in rushing defense uh saquon could obviously go off but i think this is going to remind me a bit more of that vikings game where the cowboys look so strong to start that the the giants will have to try to pass their way back into it they won't be able to eat up the clock with the ground game and i am taking the cowboys and that minus nine, big number.
2: Ooh, that is a big number. Like, that that number makes me really uncomfortable. But so does Daniel Jones having to pass their way out of this game. Mm-hmm. I want, because I just want Devin to have a great Thanksgiving, our producer, huge Giants fan. I want the Giants to do the impossible. But, you know, people in hell want ice water. I, I think you're right. I think the Cowboys win big.
1: All right. We agree. That's always dangerous. Yeah. Next game. You ready, Nick? Okay, we'll do that one next. It's not what was on the list, but uh, we'll do things on Nick's timeline. Uh, this is a uh, this is a game that I don't expect to see uh, a crazy amount of fight out of the Lions, but they are pretty hot right now. Two-game win streak, and this is their first nationally televised game of the season. Now, I would want to say that they would be fired up. Uh, they would take all the juju that they got from a great hard-knock season, a coach that loves to be in the spotlight and give us good sound bites. And they would rise to the occasion of a primetime matchup. But I've seen a lot of lions games as a fan of an NFC North team. And I think it's more likely that the lions remind us who they are and suck. Uh, I think that Josh Allen will go off. I think he will feel better. He will look better. The lions D has allowed the most yards per game and per passing attempt of any team in the NFL And this is a Bills offense that we know when it's right. It is spectacular. So I think Josh and the Bills are going to give us another game that reminds us of the dominance earlier in the season. I'm taking the Bills and the minus nine and a half.
2: Uh, The crazy thing is, uh, by the way, I think you're right. And if the Bills don't win this convincingly, boy, the questions just start to get louder and louder and louder because Miami is answering every question. So every time Buffalo does it, a team that we keep saying is in a Super Bowl window, we're going to have a lot of questions about. I don't think that there's a team in the NFL that needs home field advantage more than the Buffalo Bills. They've got to start getting these sorts of wins. Nick, would you like to, I mean, grace us with Give the last shot. game of it? One event.
1: game left. Let's see if he gets it right. Oh, Whoa! Way to, go, way to go, Nick! Way to go, Nick! Finishing strong!
2: Stubble into the gates.
1: Uh, Patriots and Vikings is an interesting one. Of course, the Vikings with a better record sitting at eight and two to the pat six and four, but we know that the Vikings have been a bit of a mirage, at least for many of us. They had one game where they beat a winning team in the first, what, seven or eight. Uh, games and that was the Dolphins without Tua they had that win against the Bills that many are kind of putting a pin in as uh, a showing of who they are but that didn't last long because that Cowboys beatdown was of epic proportions it's Kirk Cousins in prime time against a coach in Bill Belichick who has shown some cracks. I mean, you saw the way my bears and Justin Fields absolutely manhandled this Patriots team, but I still think he's a great coach who knows how to scheme. And I think he will make things very difficult for Kirk cousins. Now, Mac Jones and the struggling red zone offense is a problem. The Vikings at least are not good at defending They're last in the NFL in opponent touchdown percentage. So that'll give maybe Mac a chance to get right in that statistical category in this one. Um, I'd like to think the Vikings weapons won't have another slow game. You've got some really talented guys that I'd be surprised that you could hold down. I'm taking the Patriots in this one. Vikings are getting what, two and a half. So a half, I'm yeah. taking the Patriots to win the game.
2: So, I think one of the interesting things about this is it's a short week and not giving Kirk more time to get ready for what Bill Belichick's going to dial up doesn't make me feel confident about this, but man, the Vikings are good. And they just had a terrible game. And this year in the NFL, it feels like bounce back is one of the themes for some of the better teams. I don't know if the Vikings are a good team or not. I know the Patriots are an offense I don't trust. And I know that there's enough weapons. I actually think the Vikings are going to win this by a field goal or more. Whoa. So I I would take Minnesota. But the show will take the Patriots. We'll just uh, we'll keep a record of it and see where it goes. We also, of course, always pick our games. So
1: let's pick one of those. Nick?
2: Oh. Had no idea what we were
1: getting, so you never know. <laughs> you never know what he thinks our teams or our games are. Um, Listen, I think the Jets are going to win because I think Justin Fields is rightfully going to sit, and I think Mike White, as disastrous as he has been, uh, will probably be better than Trevor Simeon, and the Bears' defense has been a bit of a sieve lately.
2: Yeah, the Jets are a six-point favorite, though. Does that give oh. you a...
1: Uh, Yeah, the Bears have been close in games, but it's been with Justin Fields. I don't think they're anything without Justin Fields. I'm still going Jets.
2: I think I I would take the Bears in this one. I can't believe I'm saying that. And then uh, one more real quick. Raiders in Seattle. uh, Seattle favored by three and a half. Uh, I'd take Seahawks Uh, in this game.
1: Seattle by a lot.
2: We just all agree on that. You know, that that is that is all I could say about that. Uh, most importantly, we hope every single person listening has an incredible and wonderful and amazing Thanksgiving. Be safe. If you're going to well, participate in, in Blackout Wednesday, be safe. We are thankful for you, as Sarah said. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Nick is going to spend the entire show on mic with Freddie explaining why he's battered his job. Spain and Fitz, ESPN Radio.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Spain and Fitz podcast. You can listen to the show weeknights at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app.